0: You're listening to the Itaku Spirit Anime Cast. My name is Andrew, and I'm joined here with Chris. Yo. Today, we are doing our second parter for our summer 2016 anime season reviews. Uh, we got a jam pack here one. Actually, no, I think it's going to be probably a shorter one, unless we get into a huge conversation, which we always do whenever I think it's going to be short. Yeah, I know, right? I guess we'll see. Uh, but yeah, we're from Spirit.com website. You can go there for our news reviews and coverage of new and old anime, as well as our wonderful community in the forum links at to the top, social media links on the right side, and all that good stuff. But we're going to have a Amanchu... Tells the story the X. Ninety-one days. Mob Psycho one hundred. Show by Rock Short. Cheer donchi or or Cheer Boy, Sorry. Uh, Love Live. Sunshine. Uh, René season two. And we're gonna finish it off with some Arslan Senki or the Heroic Legend of Arslan. The uh, was it the dessert? The, the dessert? The uh, desert? Desert Storm, dance or something like that. Sand, sandstorm. Sandstorm
1: dance or something.
0: Dust Storm dance. Yes, that's it. Uh, but yeah, let's let's, let's let's jump right in there. We're gonna jump. You in actually through. remember that show? <laughs> <laughs> we we put off the last episode for a long time, just in case. Well, I kind of did subconsciously, but yeah, we're gonna start off with Amanchu. Amanchu. This was a show that streamed on Crunchyroll, ran for twelve episodes, uh, was done by JC Staff as a studio, and uh, is based off of a manga that was written by the manga mangaka Kazuo Kazue Amano, who is known for doing Aria. But yeah, this show stars Futaba, who is just transferred to a beachside location new town left all her, all, all her friends behind and when she started school in this new town uh, she feels pretty isolated she doesn't really know anybody uh, she keeps kind of hearkening back to her friends back at her hometown where she came from and so she kind of she, she's isolated from the start uh, but kicking off into school she immediately meets this person named Hikari and Hikari is a very energetic very Genki type character she's just Looks like she finds everything very amusing. But through this and through a kind of an interest in scuba diving, Futaba ends up befriending Hikari, who kind of just. I wouldn't really say Futaba befriends Hikari, but more that Hikari just drags Futaba around until Futaba realizes that, you know, this, I think this is my friend, this is my new friend, and starts going around everywhere with Hikari and uh, learning the wonders of scuba diving. Um, and of course, Hikari, being is where she is, she gives everybody nick- a so F- Futaba becomes Tekko, and Hikari pronounces herself as Pikari, and uh, we meet all of the friends around them. Of course, as they join the uh, scuba diving club, they meet some other people there, befriend the their homeroom teacher, who ends up being the club leader, and all that's around that. Um, but of course, later on, we kind of figure out that Futaba really doesn't know anything about scuba diving, but Hikari is an avid scuba diver. So uh, it ends up becoming Futaba learning about uh, scuba diving with our, all of her friends pretty much. Um, and that's pretty much the, the story that we're going into this with and the the premise of it. But what it kind of turns out to be is you're learning more about Futaba, her anxieties, her sadness and loneliness of being isolated from moving. She's always been kind of isolated in her childhood and so she's kind of learning the better things in life through the interjectness of Hikari, which I thought it was kind of nice, and I don't think it's really too far in the show, but to learn that Hikari herself has her own anxieties, but she kind of remedies her anxieties through her gankiness. And that's what was really kind of special about the show, because, yeah, coming into the show, I was like, okay, this is from the Arya person. We have not watched Arya yet, but we want to watch Arya. But So I'm like, this is my first going into Kazuhei, Amano's work and immediately I was of course turned off by the Muppet faces thankfully I don't know if it's because I got used to it or because they chilled out but like halfway through they finally chilled out on it and that was nice it's not that I hate the 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 Muppet faces but it was more of a thing of this show is gorgeous the environments are gorgeous the art style is gorgeous Uh, the direction they go with it the character designs everything is just gorgeous they have Huge emphasis on eyelashes, hair movement, all that kind of stuff. And so whenever you do the Muppet stuff, it's like, you're taking away that gorgeousness. Stop it. But it's what they use for their comedy. But when I came into the show, I was kind of a little bit turned off by that. It was slow running. But what I ended up attaching to was the writing and how they write Futaba. As I mentioned before, Futaba having this isolation in herself her anxieties her fears and all this kind of stuff is portrayed through the tool of the story which is learning scuba diving and if you don't know what scuba diving is of course most people know what scuba diving is but scuba diving is this idea of going submerging yourself underwater and it is essentially you feel that isolation when you're underwater it's it's dead silent you don't you can't really hear anything you you feel isolated and so it's using that as a way of really countering what Futaba is feeling and paralleling it to show her progression through the story. And I think that's where the writing really kind of grabbed me. Uh, I do feel at times it felt like it was repeating itself sometimes, and that's where it kind of started losing me a little bit. But in the end, and especially through my attachment finally to Hikari, because he finally... You, you get a story like this and you have a Genki character and you're going, oh, you're a little bit overbearing. I don't get you. And then at some point she kind of explains the idea that she's got these issues too and this is how she counters it. It made me feel, okay, wow, okay, there's a purpose to why she is the way she is. And that kind of just slowly progressed through the story to finally its, you know, its final finale. And it felt like a complete story that was really well written because I was able to attach the characters. I was able to relate to them. All the way into the ending, but I, like I said, it's not a hundred percent foolproof. There was points, like I said, where it felt like it was repeating itself, but it had a lot of heart in there that I felt was really special, um, and I liked all the characters. Maybe besides the violent sister, <laughs> I could have done without the violent sister. That got a little old really quickly, but overall, it was a it was enjoyable for those those reasons. I really love that you had
1: brought up the idea of Picari. Uh, Mentioning the fact that she was she had anxieties and she she overcompensated by being uh, effectively obnoxious and and in a in a way to
0: to kind of could counter- do without the whistle. You can ex- the only thing you can explain that, but the whistle still doesn't jive with me. It did stop after a while. <laughs> yeah, it did. It did, it did.
1: <laughs> um, I, no, I don't think that the muppet faces ever went away. I I remember them all oh, the way. Oh no, they were there. The it just show. didn't seem
0: like. In the earlier parts, it was like every scene that was a Muppet face, and I feel like that toned down.
1: <laughs> but, but my, I, 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 really did enjoy all the way through the show. Um, I loved every every moment. I, I especially loved the photo episode. Um, the the kind of uh, inner turmoil that they kind of brought out of that that little itty bitty story. Each each episode seemed to have its own little encapsulated story that they kind of um captured this essence of friendship and and how how you can move forward with your like like andrew was mentioning the anxieties of that that they are dealing with and how to move forward in in their life and forge a new friendship and push forward in um exploring and uh, learning new things and I, I thought that the scuba scuba diving as a tool to push that that overall story was really well done um, I also I, it was funny because I I had mentioned to Andrew there's another one of these another show in this 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 season that I I kind of drew parallels between this one and that that show and I I think you disagreed with me a little bit on it um, in the idea of I I thought this one uh, a- a- actually captured the essence of having a story, having characters, having um, disagreements and yet still capturing that friendship. And yet, even though technically th- even uh, scuba diving was the thing that they were doing and they were talking about it. But at the end, when they actually do have a climax, let's just put it that way, they knocked it out of the park. And it, I, I, I was moved to tears watching them actually doing the thing that they were doing at the end of the show. It, it was such a great, just impactful moment that uh, when they finally did do what they were going to do at the end of the show – that I I just I couldn't find any true faults in the show. I mean, yeah, I get I guess in a way I I I wasn't as bothered by the Muppet faces, but at the same time I do see why they are kind of annoying. Um, the cat didn't really bring a lot to the story, and I thought that kind of part of that was not necessarily something that I want. I was really interested in, but. Even those things that I wasn't as interested in, still kind of moved the story in a way that I was—I w- had fun. Yeah.
0: Um, but yeah, I—I I really don't find any faults in it. Like we usually have our warning section. There really isn't much to warn here. It's—it's it's really nice, clean show. Uh, unless you're advert to sister violence. <laughs> Um, suggestions we have is Flying Witch. I think Flying Witch is pretty much on the same par as this one, but it does have that supernatural element of, of witches, but, um, it does the same thing where you have finding enjoyment out of the mundane, um, just a very down to earth kind of setting, even though it is, has the inclusion of witches, it is, it does feel very slice of life and just in the moment. Um, Non-Biori is a good one for just being out in the sticks, finding fun in the mundane. Uh, more in the comedy area than really Amanchu was, um, and I guess we have to say Arya because is technically the same writer. I have not watched it, can't really fully suggest it, but I know that a lot of people that really love Arya, so I think it would. It's it. It.
1: it's interesting that you you point out the idea of finding finding the good in the mundane. It, there, I know this is kind of weird, but there's a a moment that uh, that these characters are. I don't want to. I guess it doesn't really matter. It's not something that's drastically going to ruin the story. But there's a part where um, uh, Picari is is getting on a um, a train, and they're following her to find out what it is she's doing. And she says, "Oh, you're right on time. Everybody, look over here!" and you and you're watching, and it's just this split second of seeing this beautiful. Uh, and, and and like Andrew was saying, this is a gorgeous show. So, you see this beautiful scenery for just a split second, and it's it's one of those things that she went on a what was it a two hour <laughs> train ride just for this split second moment of seeing this, and it's like it's it it compounds the idea of 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 celebrating the things that are beautiful in life and or like like the old saying stop and smell the roses or something like that it's it's those moments that are, that just make make life
0: worth living yeah, yeah. that is a uh, amanchu so check that out if you will and uh we'll move forward to tales of zesteria Z- the x or tales of tales Z- of zesteria Z- the x <laughs> Uh, this was streaming on Funimation and Daisuke, ran for 12 episodes with a uh, prologue as well that was before that at episode zero. Um, this one uh, is also going to be coming back for a second season, which will be sometime in 2017. It uh, was done by Studio Ofutable and it was based off of a video game. In a sense, technically, I think this is actually based off of the manga that was based off the video game. So just I, what what happened is they have the 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 uh, adaptations from games usually end up being uh, pretty shaky because they're kind of building it around a video game and video games aren't really... You have like a huge cast that's going everywhere. Um, But when I went and checked out what was in the manga, it technically seems more word-to-word for what Tells of the X was. So uh, that's, I think, where you're actually getting the adaptation from. Uh, But this one is based in the uh, Highland Empire. Well, Technically, on the continent where Highland Empire is, uh, starting out, you meet Sorry and his seraphim friend Mikhailo. Mikhail, Mikhail, I think it was Mikhailo is how it was pronounced in the show. I think, um, but Mikhailo is a seraphim, and what the seraphim are is these kind of spiritual beings uh, that mankind used to live side and side, side by side with. Um, but at some point, uh, that sep- uh, there was a separation that kind of happened between the two, and they no longer live side by side most of the seraphims are secluding themselves and do not want to interact with the the humans and most humans can't really even see the seraphim so but Sori was a special case he was raised in this area where the seraphim were um, was constantly told never let the humans come to location Uh, they would live separately Um, but at some point while Sori and or Sori I'm sorry I'm saying his name wrong again I'm gonna get in trouble for that Sori and uh, Mikhailo they love exploring ruins, and at some point they run into uh, Alicia Dift- Diftad Difta. Alicia is the princess of the uh, Highland Empire, and as you've seen in the prologue, she went through a lot of hellish stuff because they were trying to investigate this uh, this occurrence from this malef- malef- maleficence that was destroying the land. And this big Malevolous. tornado showed up, and huh. Malevolence, malevolence. Okay, and this big tornado showed up and pretty much killed pretty much everybody she knows. And she was hiding and end up getting trapped in some kind of ruins. And end up, sorry, end up finding her. And Alicia is a very strong believer in this prophecy known as the uh, the shepherd. When the shepherd would show up and put an end to this catastrophe that's happening, and that the shepherd would be able to. Uh, would know and interact with the seraphims and bring them, and they would all help and save the world. Uh, but fast-forwarding, at some point, Alicia goes back to the uh, uh, her empire, the, the Highland Empire, and Soraya, de- Soraya decides to help them um, and ends up pulling the sword and becoming what everybody believes is going to be the, the shepherd who would save the world. Um, that's kind of the opening for the everything. And you're kind of enjoying Sode as he's trying to find out more about this um, malevolence and seeking out more help. And he ends up finding more of the Seraphims to help him out and whatnot. Um, yeah, starting out with the show, I <laughs> it was it started out really ro- uh, rocky. It was beautiful because it's a footable, It's got some amazing little action beats, um, amazing combat sequences. Uh, it looks great, even though the <laughs> the dragons and the 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 bigger malevolences are like these really ugly looking CG things and they stand out more than anything else, but it looks very beautiful. And I wasn't really attaching much to it in early parts of it because it was just really kind of a very standard uh, fantasy type setting. I didn't feel like it was doing too much to stand out from the crowd. There was some interesting elements in like Alicia and her desire to see the Seraphims and uh, her connection with uh, Sere for that. It was. Uh, it wasn't until that the point in which they decided to plug tells of Bisteria halfway through it. I think it was episode five and six. That was cool in the action beats. I don't really feel how it f- fit fit in the story overall. It just kind of felt like it just was a straight up advertisement, which obviously it probably is. But it wasn't until they kind of came back in episode seven and. It started really getting into Sore and uh, the uh, Roland's Empire attacking the Highland Empire, uh, the malevolence and all the kind of uh, repercussions of it. Then it really kind of started getting interesting to me. So it was like it took half the sh- it, it took like this this beginning part, which was kind of just this opening, uh, getting past the advertisement for the other game, before it finally started trying to do something. And that's where it started getting really interesting. I started really liking the characters. I liked Rose. I uh, really liked Alicia. Um, the seraphims were great. Uh, of course, Edna. I had to plug Edna in there. The characters' personalities really started kicking in. The chemistry between the characters started kicking in. Uh,
1: yeah, I think that's that's probably the biggest thing is when you start... S- it took so long to get to the point where I actually started seeing that chemistry that Andrew's talking about. I have to agree. It it That was the biggest the biggest thing the the characters just didn't they were they were all interesting in their own right but
0: i just didn't see much play on each other well, I, you, I can't, really you, get, you can't get too much out of today who is just i'm a good guy and want to help people and alicia who is i want to save my empire uh Mikhailo, who doesn't really speak too much and when he does speak it's really just to try to counter today's uh recklessness uh, Lila is beautiful, but she is, she doesn't have too strong of a personality. So you have these four characters for the first, you know, five episodes. You can't really get too much out of their interactions besides we need to go do something. Yeah. if
1: they were, they were
0: really pushing the plot and, and I'm not, I'm not, in
1: one hand, I'm kind of bashing that idea and in the other, because Edna is supposed to be the absolute m- most funniest character in the show. And I... I wasn't getting much out of her, and she's adorable. I loved her. I I love Lila, but I wasn't getting much out of him. I got more out of Alicia. Sore, uh, sore. Sor- I like sore uh, because I think his 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 concept is interesting. The idea of wanting to bring these two these two groups that were together at one point and now we are separate and he wants to bring them back together and Alicia's kind of in the same 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 realm of um, believes deeply in the idea of the shepherd and wants to see the shepherd come back because she wants to receive help from the from the uh, seraphim and sorry wants to sorry wants to uh, see them actually become. Uh, uh together again. And I love that kind of story dynamic idea, but it just it felt like they were pushing it so fast because they had to get through so much content. I'm sorry. I I liked the Brassaria. It was interesting to see it. It was the characters were really really cool. I would love to see a show about it, but it absolutely did not belong in this this show awesome it, character designs I, it I was think great awesome I,
0: looking the the goofy mag- magician girl was awesome uh they had that little kind of counter with oscar was okay but and, it just doesn't it didn't fit the narrative <laughs> i was hoping what i was hoping for was that that would be the okay yes we're kind of we i expect that you're gonna plug this game but i was hoping it would be at least something like here is how this character turned the way that it turned or uh, this is how, cause I know that uh, the person that's connected to Edna is included in Basarius. So I was hoping at least they would show that uh, of course, this being afterwards, because I think Edna came in after Basarius thing. So I didn't know that until then. And I was like, wow, that would be really cool if you showed that back there, but they didn't but put, so i have to put that episode aside and just 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 expect that it was like a just two week gap that we didn't have an episode but it was really it wasn't until i think i think Edna's thing i think that was probably the first point where i was going i'm really engaged in the the sadness that's in this character i i understand what's going on with her i understand what she's dealing with that was really that connecting point i thought that story was cool and then it kind of just went back away again. And it went back into the okay. Now we're back into Alicia Rose and fighting well, the the it's, uh, the war that's going to be impending. I liked Edna's story, but I want to
1: say that I mean even and because right, I think that Edna was kind of the point where I started getting interested, but it didn't really sell on it. The show didn't really sell to me because I liked that, and then I liked the idea of the purifying. Um, other things, let's just put it that way, because I don't really want to spoil too much because you're getting really deep in the story by, by this point. Um, and then they got into, I want to say that the, the, the war kind of started. And then just after that, there was something in that area that I was like, okay, now I'm in invested in the story. I want to see to the end. And it was like, boom, we're done. Whoa, 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 whoa! Wait, <laughs> and and that to me it really kind of sucked that I had to get all the way to near the end before I was me personally I was invested in the story.
0: And that's where I kind of left it at. Is that I felt like this show so far is just it's a it's a it's a decent fantasy show. I we don't get fantasy shows often, and fantasy shows that are decent is just unheard of. Uh, we had a, what was it, last was it last season, I think, was the one with the uh, the pebbles girl. Oh, and don't. <laughs>
1: don't bring that, that up. Was,
0: it was like, I wanted that fantasy show. I didn't get it. And now I'm like, okay, this one looks really good. It's not doing too much. And then halfway through, it, it's like, okay, now I'm, get, I'm getting the characters, the chemistry's going. So it's like, okay, this first season is really just, it looks beautiful. It's gathering the cast. And now I have a lot of excitement for the second season I'm hoping the second season is going to just ramp up because you're going to have the characters there they're going to have something set up and then they can do something great with it
1: I I, I am excited for the next season I I want to see it I want to see what they're going to do because like I said at the end I was like I literally turned to Andrew and I'm like now I'm interested and they're done (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah, it, it really—I'm—I'm I'm excited about it. I want to see where they go with it. I like—I said—I wish they didn't have that—that—that Brissaria in there. I like the Brissaria. I—I wish it was its own show, but it was—it shouldn't have been
0: there, in my opinion. It was very—it you know, was opinion. very dark too. That was oh kind yeah. of surprising very how dark, dark it was. But that's my hang-up on the Tales series in general. It's just I never really cared too much for the stories. The stories were always pretty generic they did have some really cool plot points and you know like Vesperia and stuff like that but the the thing that was always with the Tales games was one the combat and two the character chemistry it was not the character chemistry when they were doing the story beats it was the character chemistries in the little skits and the that's, why, skits. I loved, that's the, why I love that's why I love the, the skits were at the always end. so much fun <laughs> I love the skits that they have at the end of each episode because it was like that is those skits That that's how fun those skits always were in these Tales games and that was the chemistry that I was looking for. And so when it finally started getting those characters together to do that chemistry, that's when it was solid. So that's like I said, I think this is just that stepping stone to get to that. And I, I'm I'm a, I'm assuming that Footable sees something in the second season, or they're getting a lot of money from uh, Namkai Bando or something. Uh, they have a good partnership with them because they've always done their cutscenes and stuff. Um, so I'm hoping this next season will be where they kind of just knock it out of the park. So it looks great it was a it was an interesting show to say the least yeah yeah suggestions my warnings of course like I mentioned earlier it it does have a lot of violence Uh, war violence is really where it kind of started getting very more heavy on the violence the Viseria thing that kind of got a little dark with with Velvet so keep that in mind it never gets darker than the first episode (laughs) that I can say yeah the pre (laughs) the the prologue was was really dark (laughs) I'll just say that um so yeah suggestions uh rage of bahamut's a really great uh fantasy settings show we really enjoyed that one by mappa if you're looking for the same visual quality uh minus the really bad cg even though there is some bad cg in unlimited blade works but unlimited blade works is another one that uh football did that you can check out if you're looking for that same style and uh polish um outside of that fantasy like i said there it's hard to really think of really any good fantasy shows uh besides something like uh Record of Lotus Award. Yeah, something get it that's you can't get it anymore. Can't get it anymore. <laughs> so yeah, Um Escapone is coming out here soon, but that has giant re- mecha robot thingies. So keep that in mind. <laughs> I can't wait to watch that one again. But yeah, there you there you go. Tales of Zestiria the X. Ninety one days. We ready to talk about ninety one days finally? Yeah. Sure. 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 Okay. Uh, 91 Days streamed on Crunchyroll Run for 12 episodes. Uh, This one is done by Studio Shuka, who, if you don't know who Studio Shuka is, it's probably not a surprise, because it's a recent studio. It was made from some people from uh, Brains Base. And the interesting thing here is that you have former da 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 -da people, Bacano people, who are now making their own studio, and they're doing their own things. So this is a completely original show, which was really, really cool out the get-go. And we knew by the PVs that it had the... Same aesthetic that you would get from a Bacano or da da da. da. So that's where you kind of get in that setting. Uh, but this one is based off of a story of this guy named Angelo. And Angelo, early on the first episode, you learn that his family has been uh, pretty much brutally murdered in front of his his eyes by the mafia and mafia members that were in the same. His father was doing dealings with. You know, I think he was like a finance broker or something like that for them, or something like that. He's he was involved with them. Uh, but Angelo, he's he's the only one that actually escaped and survived, and he made it his life goal to get, no, it didn't really make, he just had nothing in his life anymore, he was very broken by the whole experience, but at some point when he gets a little bit older, he gets a letter, and that letter, he doesn't know who was send it, but it has a full list of everybody that was there that night, even though they were masks, he has, now has names to give to it, and he learns that it's from, of course, the Vanetti the family, and the names of particularly who was there. And so he makes it his goal to, since he has nothing, to exact his revenge because that's the only thing he seems to be able to, that's the only thing he has left. So his revenge is his last desire to fulfill. So it follows Angelo as he uh, pretty much works his way into the Venetti family um, using his friend who is very smart. He's able to uh, make liquor which this is at the time where there was the uh I'm trying to think of the name prohibition this is during the time of prohibition in america and i forgot to mention that they're actually in america <laughs> and so he uses his friend who is able to make uh liquor to uh weasel his way into the vanetti family gain the trust of uh namely nero who is the son of the uh the don of the vanetti family and get close enough that he can find the people that he wants to kill that are on the names on the list, and kill them. Um, but yeah, this one this one was definitely a different show. This is definitely something that you don't normally get from anime, and that was what's really, 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 really great about it. Um, it definitely it pinned the setting very well. It does really feel like a uh, kind of mob, prohibition-type show in America. Um, it does definitely have a lot of the same feels, a lot of the same kind of... Uh, Revenge and backstabbing—that kind of what's happened in a, in a mafia story. So keep that in mind if that's something you're looking for. This is definitely where it kind of does that very well. Uh, but I was really surprised by both the willingness for it to get dark, the willingness for it to not have a very positive main character. He's a very uh, ruthless character. Uh, I was really kind of shocked by a lot of the double crossings that happen. A lot of the uh, situations where you think it's going to pan out one way, but it completely goes a different direction, it surprises you, uh, that's what this show kind of does very, very well. It's gritty. It has the uh, the gusto that you would need from a mafia show, and that's where I think it really does stand out. It really is something that is standout-ish from... Anime that might be a negative for some people. If you're looking for anime, you're usually looking for something that is not very American. This is one of those ones that does kind of fit in the area of a kind of American mafia story. So keep that in mind. Thoughts?
1: Oh, um, I, I want to commend the show for it it trying something very new and interesting, and I I can see that there was some things that it 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 did that had very good um, throwbacks to kind of the Godfathers and stuff like that um and I, and I and I do applaud that on that um I think that it was a very well told story unfortunately for me I just I found it boring and I I it never really the characters never really worked for me um I can think of maybe two or three points one being at the very end. Um, that really actually kind of got to me, um, but everything else just never – I never found myself uh, super into the story, and I hate that for it. But it—it it is a great show uh, for a lot of people, I'm sure.
0: You hate that for it? I, I know that sounded <laughs> wrong. Um, I hate it that that happened. Well, That's that what I was mentioning for is – this is technically one of those very not anime animes where it does go in a different culture and it has a different kind of setting and it's not going to be fitting for somebody who is looking for an anime show. It is definitely not an anime show, but I still like it for the idea that getting that different perspective, getting the different writers that will write a story like this from a different perspective was where it was really kind of fascinating in that regard. Um, But yeah, I, I did have difficulties with it early on because it did have a very unlikable main character and he he never really is likable. Um, But I think, like I've said before, I don't, I like to look at shows with writing that has characters that are doing something and not strictly laid on the idea that I need to have the main character relate to me. I need to have, I need to be able to relate to main character. I need to have the main character be happy and fun the main character always has to be positive. I don't follow that idea. I think if the writer's willing to write a character who is dark, who is not likable, uh, not even in the realm of a anti-hero. He's not even an anti-hero. Yeah, technically he is taking down uh, really bad people, uh, but sometimes he's taking down people that aren't necessarily directly bad people. So I think that is something that I want to encourage. I like writers who are willing to do things like that uh, that's like when I was looking at some things about ReZero and other people's opinions on ReZero. It's like, technically, I I I don't follow the idea that I didn't like the main characters thus the show's bad. Or the main character is upset all the time, so this is not a good show. No, Angelo has issues. He's obviously scarred for life, pretty much. He's broken. Uh, Subaru is broken uh, several times in that show. Why do we have to have all main characters be happy, cheery characters? So, I was... I applaud their willingness to have Angelo be the way he is. And it wasn't really Angelo that I connected with. I, I more connected with uh, the people that were around him that were technically supposed to be the bad guys and the targets. And that's where yeah, I kind of felt was really cool.
1: Is it technically the fact that I kind of like Nero? <laughs> I really <laughs> kind of like Nero <narrow> a lot.
0: <laughs> I love their little kind of... Uh, road trip they do together because it was like one of those things where and that's what, like I said that, that's a lot of what I liked about the show was that I they go on that road trip together and I'm the entire time going Angelo wants to kill this guy and I don't want him to kill this guy because technically I like Nero more than I like Angelo so <laughs> I almost wanted to do some crazy thing where it flips it and goes Angelo dies like in the first episode kind of thing and technically Nero is actually supposed to be the main character and the the ability for a show to do that to me is really cool uh Fongo, i hate his guts early on but towards the later parts i thought he was just wickedly fun because he's a bad guy and he did it in a way that was entertaining and made me question myself so i think that there is a lot of great characters in here it's just i don't think that they fit what most people want to relate to or most people want to that will get entertainment out of uh if you're looking for something that's dark gritty and has characters that aren't supposed to be related to or and that have good writing in them and the idea that they are nasty people fighting nasty people and you're constantly struggling to figure out which one you want to be less hating (laughs) that's where it's got a lot of creative writing in it and i i really 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 enjoyed it i think it had a lot of really great twists in it so there you have it um again warnings are of course strong violence uh there's executions there's murders there is uh, blasts of hails of bullets running through people. So be aware of that going into it. Body um, lines.
1: <laughs>
0: body lines. Yeah, they lined up bodies. <laughs> oh yeah, gotcha. Uh, suggestions: Bacano, definitely another one that's in the dark, gritty area. Of course, it is by the same, uh, pretty much the same guys. Uh, Dara, same guy, different studio, but it has that same kind of really cool, dark, gritty environment. But I think Dara is a lot more upbeat. But kind of has some com- comedy beats in it as well, so don't, go, don't get me wrong there. Um, but I can't really suggest anything mafia wise because I think there's like two other ones that I kind of peeked at and I didn't really care much for them, so I don't really have many suggestions outside of those ones. So Gunslinger Girls, Sorry. definitely. Thank you, Gunslinger Girls in a different I location. Don't, yeah,
1: it's it's, uh, it's it's
0: totally different setup. Yeah, <laughs> it has the same feel. It has the same uh, definitely the, the same Ital- feel. Was I, I I could Italy, I think, or something like that. Yeah, or France. Italy. Yeah. Really cool little setting. Uh, definitely gets dark and has a gritty element to it. So yeah. Very, Thank very
1: you. different story types. It's not a mafia story, but it does feel kind of the
0: same. So there's it a lot just... of crimes and espionage and stuff like that. So yeah. But yeah, that's, that's 91 days. So there you go. Mob Psycho 100. You want to start with Mob Psycho 100? <laughs> 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 Streamed on Crunchyroll ran for 12 episodes, uh, was done by Studio Bones and it's based off of a web manga that was written by, what was it name one, one? I think yes. his name is one. He wrote uh, One Punch Man, if you didn't know. And this one takes place in a standard Japanese setting or modern Japanese setting. You follow uh, Mob, or his real name is Shigio. Uh, Mob is who's known by Mob is for the people around him. A Mob is somebody who has psych, uh, psychic powers, or is known as an Esper in this world. And Mob is pretty emotionless, kind of person. He just kind of is, he does have his psychic powers. His family members know that he has psychic powers. Some friends know that he has psychic powers. Uh, Growing up, he thought that it was a special thing. He tried to woo this girl that he really, really liked, um, but she got bored of it really quickly and liked muscle men more. Um, So it kind of follows Mob as he's kind of struggling with. Getting acceptance, acceptance from certain people, but at the same time, he's also working for a guy named uh, Regian. Who Regian is a—he's a con artist, basically. He 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 has his shop or his little store where he claims that he can get rid of spirits, exorcisms, uh, pretty much everything. Actually, he <laughs> over the course of the show, he's pretty much tried to communicate with dead relatives for people, exercise things out of people's bodies, thinking that it's supposed to be back pains or whatever, but. That's his character. At some point, Rijan, when he met Mob, he found out that he has psychic powers, so he starts using him whenever he actually has to go do exorcisms from a location or something like that and realizes it's actually real. (laughs) He's usually calling Mob to come in and actually do the work for him, Uh, all while trying this ruse of making Mob think that he is his his, uh, teacher and that he has stronger powers than he does. Often when there's a spirit there, and Bob goes, why don't you just take it out? And Reagan's like, no, this is a lowly one. You, I'll let you take it out kind of thing. But yeah, uh, starting out with the show, I was not, this is one of the ones that uh, we got like three episodes into it and it wasn't, wasn't really working out. And so we we're kind of like, well, we'll just cut it out because we have a lot of other things that we need to watch. Um, and then we'll check it out later. And I ended up at some point having some extra time. So I decided to speed through like the first eight episodes that were available. And I finally found something in it. <laughs> because the, the about the first 5 episodes I or the first I think 4 episodes I didn't care much for it cuz that was mainly because for one I, I think the art style is not me I, I don't I don't me personally the art style does not work with me at all I think I said in my first impression it looks like beavis and butthead type style didn't care for it, it looks the character designs just don't work for me um, but the, of course the opposite to that is it's really awesomely animated. They have a, a lot of really awesome animation work done for it, but it wasn't for the, but outside of the art style and the story or the art style and the, uh, the animation for me, it wasn't until like, cause that first four episodes is really a lot of the comedy beats and introducing the characters and the comedy wasn't working for me. So I was struggling there. But it wasn't until, like, the fifth episode where it kind of decides, instead of doing just strictly comedy and character introductions, it decided, okay, now this is where we get into... Well, actually, it's the writers. This, that's where, the point in which he decides to start getting into the psyche of Mob. And it wasn't really until then that I was like, okay, wow, this is where this is where it's kind of getting interesting to me. It's getting into how Mob doesn't want to use his psychic powers to hurt people because he's had an issue. He, something happened when he was younger with his brother, that involved his psychic powers, and that pretty much scarred him. He didn't want to use his powers like that ever again. And it was at that point where they they actually introduced uh, Teru, who was this, uh, this other psychic, who realized that Mob was a psychic, and he wanted to fight Mob. He wanted to test his powers to find out who was the strongest. But Mob never wanted to fight back, because he has this thing in his past that he does not want to occur ever again. And it was really that point in which I really kind of got interested in what one was actually planning on doing with the character writing for the story. It was after that point where it kind of just, it takes a backseat again, it kind of goes into Mob's Brother, and I was kind of meh on that whole thing. And then it kind of ramps up towards the end again where you kind of have this big organization that wants to collect all these psychics, and that's where it kind of gets more into action. The comedy started working for me really well, um, and it just ramped up from that point. So it was like a... I have a, a love-hate for this show. Not really hate, but a, a love-meh to this show. I, I didn't care for it to begin with. It had this really great moment with the Mob. And then it kind of goes from there to some really cool comedy beats and action scenes towards the end. So half of it I enjoyed. Half of it I didn't. And that's the struggle that I have in reviewing it is like, how do you... How can you suggest something when only half of it worked for you? Well, it's if you watch those first few episodes and the comedy works for you, you're going to love this show to death. That's the easiest way for me to put it. Uh, if you watch those first, first few episodes and you don't enjoy it, at least give it a five and then see if that works out for you. Because I think that's where kind of the writer finally decides to do stuff with the characters and you'll know from that point on.
1: It really sucks because what? it sounds like everything that I
0: was looking for is
1: in that <laughs> last part. And I just—I wish to, you had told I almost, me to go ahead and try it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like I almost want to say just start at episode five. Because I don't really think there's anything before then besides getting to know the quirks well, of each character. Even,
1: even when, you had, when you had mentioned that, yeah, it got interesting, you were kind of worried because you didn't want to spoil it. And it didn't sound like you were completely sold on it at the moment, and so it kind of just went went by the wayside, and we never talked about it again, <laughs> and so it yeah. really kind of sucks that now that you've, you're actually talking about it, it's like, dog, got I it!
0: I well, think the, 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 the funniest thing about this this entire show, though, was that starting out, I hated Rijin. I I thought Ritsu was this really supporting brother, and... They introduced Teru, and I didn't care for him. And then by the end of the show, it's all about Rigen And then I thought he was the greatest character. He was where the comedy really ramped up for me. Even though I didn't care for him uh, in those first you know four or five episodes, he became the character that I enjoyed the most later on. So it was really funny seeing people actually kind of cheering for Rigen because it was like, I'm totally on the same board as people for once. I'm not as on the same board with people and the idea the entire show was this big golden thing, I think it has a lot of faults in it for me personally, especially with the character designs and the art. Um but the animation and some of the things they did with Rajan and the Into the Psyche of Mob, that's where it was really cool. But it was really this kind of secluded part of the entire show and the rest of it I didn't really care much for. So it is really a struggle for me. Um but I know that most people it's probably not gonna bother them. They're probably gonna love the entire thing, so me, personally, in comparing this to something like uh, One Punch Man, of course, that's the, you know, that I hear everybody's doing now is the, the comparison between what is better, Mob Psycho like 100 or One Punch Man. One Punch Man was absolutely stellar in the animation and the combat sequences. Like, I, I keep pointing out uh, uh, Saitama and uh, what was the Jinos. cyborg? Genus. Their their sparring match. That was absolutely, insanely done. But I didn't the comedy there didn't work for me but i guess it's funny because one punch man it had that ramp up point that was halfway through it also so it was like that was a cool scene um but unfortunately one punch man just kind of dwindled back for me um uh, this one just kind of kept going up so it does have the the parallels there but for me the characters and what they did with mob and rage and all them was a lot better in mob psycho 100 so i think i enjoyed the animation more in one punch man and the character designs, but for the story and characters, I enjoyed Mob Psycho 100 a lot more than one punch man. So,
1: and see, and that's and that's what I was hoping for when we were first discussing the idea of Mob Psycho. I was like, I'm hoping that this one would be just more of a character-driven show whereas one punch man, I appreciate it for it's just off the wall, just crazy action and just weird stuff that's going on there. Um, whereas this one that characters were not being sold on me and it really kinda of sucks. Um I went back and looked at it. It is episode four that I dropped off on. Literally Andrew is talking about where it picks picks up and is actually exploring the characters in episode five. So and
0: I it really kind of sucks that it turned out that way. I Well I see do even even at there. that, even though I am I am praising the show i know you won't enjoy it i oh, like really? based off of your taste you won't enjoy this show because it does nothing nothing that i enjoyed it for going from that point on is something that I would find that you would the things that they hit i don't think you would find t- engaging enough to make it worth it oh okay so that's like when we were talking about because you were asking of course should i pick it up or or whatnot and i'm like well i haven't really at that point i was like oh well, i haven't really seen it do anything that would be worth it because <laughs> i mean it for me, it, it worked in certain regards, but overall, I don't know if it'd be worth it altogether. But something you can check out later. I don't know. <laughs> um, but yeah, suggestions, of course. Uh, One Punch Man. It's the same same manga, so definitely check that out. But I don't really, I don't really know of any outside of that. Let's let's cheat and look at my anime list. See what they say, suggest, and I can agree. Uh, Psyche kun was a comedy based off Psyche of Psychic, kun, and that's you, absolutely you, hilarious. I love it. <laughs> Hero academia, academia if you, yeah. Uh-huh. I guess a kid with with special powers. I guess um, none of these other ones. I see the connection. <laughs> uh, yeah, kill a kill. It's a special powers combat in the school. I don't know where that one comes either. Uh, Soul Eater, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's technically kids with with abilities. I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't see connections here. You can you could take those if you want. Does that mean it's a very unique show? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: guess.
0: I guess. Or just people don't know what they're connected to. Just like me, I don't know what to connect connected to. Uh, it's its own breed, and I guess that's good. Uh, show A Rock Short is our next one. There's not too much to say here, but uh, it did stream on Funimation, ran for 12 episodes for 5 minutes each. Um, this was done by Studio Bones, who did the original Show by Rock. And of course it's based off of a mobile game. Not really all that connected to it, though. It just has the characters from it. Uh, but yeah, this is just more of the same show by Rock that we love. Uh, this one was a little more unfortunate in the idea that it's really, really short. And by the... I think you really get it didn't maybe... didn't have room to breathe. I, th- yeah. I think it really... It like comes they even, they, to it didn't have they room to They even tried to tell stories about characters. And it was like, you'll see the rest of it in the next episode. And I don't think they ever really did. Yeah, they did. They kind of yeah, did. did. It, it was did. like two kinda.
1: episodes later.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's really just if you like show by rock and you need you need the filler until the, the next season comes up next season. That's really what I kind of felt it was. It, it was really upsetting at first because I thought this is all we we're going to get. But now that we know that there's another season, it's like, OK, I'll forgive you for teasing me.
1: Yeah. It, it, and I don't I don't know how to describe it. I loved seeing the characters on the screen and enjoying seeing them moving around. I loved the the song every at the end of every show. It was like, yeah, Bom, Bom. Bom. <laughs> yeah. it was like. But when it came down to it, like I said, it didn't have room to breathe, so it really kind of felt like I, I didn't get much out of it, and I I really, the the lady kind of started irritating me.
0: At no, point, I hated her so. at first, but I kind of, no, I, not that I at all cared for the, because they the one of the things, there was several things they did. One was they did, they tried to do backstory for some characters. Critty uh, Christie's was really cute. Uh, seeing the the uh, Eastern style ones was cute. Um but it was really either they were trying to do these little backstory things, or they were doing the uh, interviews with the the, the the egg lady, or just random shenanigans. And at first, I didn't care for the the interviews things, but it was like, just the characters and how they throw her off, which was fun. The Critty Christie's uh, throwing her off with Rosia yeah, was just absolutely awesome, because he just had her knocked out by the end of it, or the... <laughs> the uh, Shingon crimsons and how they they flooded her that that was really fun uh seeing her <laughs> make all the girls line up so she could ch- show off their tails was just funny and, and awkward and cute so it, it, yeah i agree with you i don't think it really had much room to breathe but it was kind of these little snippets it really just felt like on blu-ray specials like yeah. you get the Blu-ray and these are to kind of include it off the side. You watch the show and you go, "I just need a little more." And you click on that one. You watch through them really quickly and you're done, kind of thing. But as a as they run out there and watch it, it's really, if you love Show by Rock, you're gonna go watch this. So, yep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's 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 Show by Rock short. Can't wait for Show by Rock sharp in the next season. Oh no. Don't say, oh, no, starting out. You're going to give people the wrong impression. I know, right? You know you love this show. This show Did is I? Cheer Boys is our next one. Cheer Boys or Cheer Donchi. You know you loved it. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Don't ever fake laugh again. That sounded weird. Uh, anyways, this one streamed on Funimation. Ran for 12 episodes. It's uh, done by Studio Brains Base. It was based off of a novel. And this one follows Haruki, who used to be into uh, uh, what was it, jujitsu or karate or something like that. His, his family owns a dojo and he was known for, for training in it and doing competitions. And his sister was into it as well, she was into competitions. Uh, but at some point, he hurts his shoulder and is unable to keep practicing and going to competitions. And it's during this time that he and his friend Kazuma make the decision to quit uh, the karate club and make their own club, which is the all-boys cheer uh, team. Um, Actually, what it really is, is Kazuma decided to quit and then, uh, or join hierarchy in quitting and then said, let's go do this together. And so they decided to do it together. And it's kind of cool to see why Kazuma decided to do that, which was kind of one of the few cool things in the show. Uh, But so they go off and they they start... uh, Advertising for it, trying to get people to join this uh, this all boys cheer team. Of course, they get the backlash of what? No girls in a cheer team? All boys in a cheer team? That doesn't make any sense. That's crazy. Um, but of course, they kind of keep pushing it. They start doing practices, and at some point, they do a a recap episode, and then vomit fifty million characters decide to join their team because they did this this they they did a show of it, and a lot of people decide they want to join it. And so, they, of course, they go from there to go off to the uh, preliminaries for the big cheer, cheerleading uh, competition. Um, yeah, this show. This is one of the shows where I, I don't know why we kept this one out of all the other ones that we dropped. Uh, not really all we the other did, ones we dropped. But. There was a reason. It was
1: the most interesting out of the batch, but it got stuck in a problem, which kind of became <laughs> well, it very five. evident. Yeah, it it, it literally yeah. was on the... It, it was the more interesting out of the two that we were putting them against. If you think about it, it well, was this they, one they... and it was... Um, Days? Yeah. And this one was the more interesting of the two because Days, although we liked it, it, the characters were... It was a very, very and i kept going on about the fact that it was very much similar to um yeah, Peta. Cool. and this one was the more interesting of the two but right after that what happened it went into hey here's 50
0: more characters and it went downhill from there well, see, and, in the in the earlier parts of it i think i know, i think i pointed out in the, the first impression i was enjoying it because it had uh it had something there with Haruki and his sister and the, the karate thing. It had something there with Wataru just making me laugh early on. Um, it had a sense of something very unique in the idea of a all-boys cheerleading uh, squad. I liked Koji. It had a lot of potential there in what it was kind of introducing with characters. And I was hoping they would kind of deliver on that. But yeah, like Chris said, uh, we got through uh, to episode 5. It did a recap episode, and at the end of the recap episode, it – we almost had – we had to jump back because when we we jumped right into episode six, we just completely skipped the recap episode. And then we realized at the end of the recap episode, it pretty much had – yeah, everybody was inspired by them and wanted to join. And then in episode six, it goes, here is literally it, like, 16 characters? Yeah. And it was like, okay, we'll, we'll see what we do here. I'm still laughing at at the the, the teacher. The teacher's little laugh was hilarious. Yeah, that was – I loved her laugh. But they it were was... going to every single one of these characters to do the introductions, and then they go, well, let's forget about the introductions for now, and let's just go on. But on from that point is really, yeah, you have – they are trying to train. There is differences in how they should train. Um, there is concerns about how they train. There is some concerns about how much time people are devoting to training matching schedules together. Those things are still there, but you still have this issue with every time somebody says a sentence, it goes through every eight, all 17 people to hear what they think about that sentence. And then somebody else says a sentence. And then you hear 17 people give their take on that sentence. And it keeps doing that throughout the rest of the show. On a rare occasions, you have some separations of characters for a quick story beat, uh, seeing Kazuma's, uh, his ambitions, why he wants to do why why he wants to do cheer, the cheering thing, that was cool. Uh, getting into show and why he is, is defensive against uh, reckless practice the way he is, and his relationship with somebody else that was cool. But out and in this brief moment with Haruki and his sister, and outside of that, it was really just that constant. Here's an issue. Here's the the opinion of all eighteen people over and over again. And that's where it got stuck in that rut. And it never seemed to recover from that besides those brief moments where it did do some cool character things and then fell back into it. So yeah, it really was one of those ones where by the end of it, I was going, this is what I was talking about of a show that I'm just, I'm fine with this ending. I'm I'm over it. Let's see its conclusion. And then of course it did the whole thing where the, the other awesome thing that I have with it is that I think the CG performances were done well. They'd use CG to show them do these performances and these flips and stuff, but they give it a style to it. They give it some weird colorings and it looks cool. But unfortunately beyond like the ones they did in the first few episodes, they never really do them ever again. It's always stills. The characters are up in the air in a still. And then the final performance did some cool moments, but it was, it was overtaken by flashbacks and, I appreciate what they were doing with the final performance. It was definitely a night. It was, it was in, context, uh, in context to what they were, which is the breakers. And that was kind of cool. But I didn't really see much of a performance. And then it kind of concludes. So I I didn't. And, of course, Chris was saying, he's going to get a second chord. Don't say it. Don't say it. It's not going to get a second chord. We're not doing it another season. It had some cool moments. The CG performances, when they actually did it the two times or so, was kind of cool. But overall, it was really just too many people giving their take on each situation. And they were really not interesting takes on a situation. It was really just, hi, I am the bubbly guy that says broccoli all the time, so I'm going to say something stupid in regards to it, kind of things. It's nothing really... It, their inputs aren't interesting or well-written. It's just their response in their own personality. And that, and that's really where it becomes unfortunate. It's...
1: I I, I think that what
0: Andrew's... Kind of,
1: I kind of go along the same lines of there is these things, uh, that are to me drama points, which I think that the drama points are really well written. But I agree with Andrew, I almost want to see what else this the the author for this show has done because I think that the the guy whoever wrote this, if he if he can capture those those drama points that's his strength and i want to see more of that um the rest of the show i i just it didn't it it's i guess in a way because of the fact that there wasn't as many characters at the beginning those drama points were really really the focus of it and i thought that that was really cool how they were moving forward was really cool but like I, like andrew was saying when they added all those extra characters Suddenly, everybody had to have their opinion known in that drama point. And it was like, I really don't care what Broccoli Hair has to say. I don't care. I don't like him. I don't want him on the screen. He's irritating me. Plus, he's taken away from Ushio's t- t- turn. And I like Ushio and what he has to say.
0: <laughs> oh, come on. We all know you like Shin. Shin was cool. Shin. And his little oh, leg. could I could not. Uh-uh. Every two seconds, you got to lift his leg up. <laughs> Now 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 Saku maybe. You gotta protect I, Saku. I, you I have protect to protect Saku. Saku. <laughs> I I I honestly question that it was an all boys cheerleading squad. Right. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment where it would come out. Like okay, come on. Come on. Just 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 say it. But yeah. I, I love that laugh though that laugh <laughs> it was a great she's laugh. got a great laugh the teacher's got a great laugh and the way they recorded it always sounds so great it's always like she's in the background just laughing like it, it honestly feels like they're in a recording studio and she's just sitting there at the chair and she just laughs and we're like let's animate that because that <laughs> laugh was great kind of thing and i will say and i'm not gonna get, i'm not gonna spoil it for people but the way they handled haruki's love, love interest. interest was i hated hilarious it. <laughs> that
1: was one of those moments where Andrew loves it is because I hated it
0: no no I love it because I had no care for it at all it was the least thing I cared about but it was one of those moments where we're watching it and of course there's the the whole 18 people giving their opinion out and I'm eyes glazed over watching the show going I can't wait for it to end and then that happens and I just laugh because it came out of nowhere and I was like I should have seen that coming but I guess we're saying too much. Uh, Love Live Sunshine is our next one. Let's move away from Chiridanshi. Um, Love Live Sunshine, this one is, of course, the uh, the second set of girls from the Love Live uh, properties uh, being done by uh, Sunrise. Um, it was streaming on Funimation and Daisuke for 13 episodes, and we're absolutely positive it'll have a second season, of course because it's a, it's a multimedia franchise that just kind of prints money. <laughs> so why not? The app's already changing characters over. They got to gotta go with it. Um, this one follows, of course, like I said, if you didn't watch the original Love, Life, Sunshine, it's basically follow the Muse characters or Muse girls who are a, a uh, school idol group. Their school was shutting down, and they decided to make an idol group because they seen other people doing school idols, and it was working for those schools. So why not work for our school? So they made the Muse and went after the Love Live, which was basically this competition of school idols to compete to see who's the best. And this one takes place after the the events of the Muse. So we're following a new group of girls at the Ura no Hoshi Girls High School, which is kind of seaside, so to speak, in a seaside town. Um, But it follows early on Chika and her friend, and she is kind of really really enamored by what the muse did she's a big fan of the muse and she decides that she wants to do the same thing she wants to make a school idol group and her this is basically following her attempts to pull together a team and do the same thing basically and of course during the ride you're getting to know each of the characters that she is recruiting um they're non-willingness to join a school idol group their reason for not wanting to join a school idol group their desires to join a school idol group or possibly what has happened before uh these girls even joined the school so yeah um but yeah this one was uh shaky starting out for me i think the first episode was a really bad taste for me uh, because it did kind of do the whole thing where here's all the girls let's show them all at the bat and you know positively who's all going to join the group based on how much time that camera followed them as they were walking by while they were trying to recruit people and but i was still stuck with it of course because i really 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 enjoyed the first uh, love live um and it was really the point in which they kind of did their first performance that uh kind of really hooked me the the reason being because you had kind of the earlier moments of is really just yeah these characters are cute they're adorable it looks good um, it's fun, they have that comedy beat in there that's really working well. Um, but when they did their first performance, that was the point in which I was getting a little shaky on the idea of them following the same beats as the original Love Live. But it was at that point which I they threw in the drama and they really kind of made it their own. I think the big hang-up that a lot of people might have with the show, and of course I've heard it, is that it references The Muse a lot. And I don't... And I honestly know for a fact the writers are not doing that for the sake of playing too much on their previous property. It is really the idea of, it shows how influential the Muse was. That was the whole point in the original Muse. It was the whole point in the uh, Love Live first movie, hinting that there's gonna be another movie, was this idea of the influence that Muse had on school idols if you don't realize that that was a whole point of those whole thing, you're not acknowledging exactly what is going on in this world. If they disappeared and nobody knew what the muse was, that would make the whole point of the original ones mute, and that, it's not it. you can't. But what was great is that they acknowledged the idea that the, they, they were following the muse, and they made it a point to why they... They needed to do their own thing. And that's the point in which I realized, oh, they're acknowledging it for a purpose. Now here is the Aquas, which is, of course, the, the Sunshine Girls, is the Aquas. And that's really where it kind of hit home for me or hit, hit hit it out of the park for me was this idea that I did kind of acknowledge that it was following some similar beats. It was referencing a lot, but it was in the idea of the characters being influenced And thus, at some point, acknowledging they're being influenced too much that made this show so great. I appreciated how differently they viewed their failures and how differently they viewed their desire to move forward. I appreciated the effort that was put into certain characters' backstories. I think that they did a really great job with the third years. Uh, The third years really surprised me, they knocked it out of the park. Uh, The first years are still best girls, they're adorable. So it's it did a great job in. Yes, it felt like it wasn't setting itself apart, but it did an excellent job and knocked it out of the park when it did finally say, "No, we're not stupid writers. We know what we're doing, and this is why." And I think that's where it really knocked it out of the park for me. And I've said that like three times now. So I'll let Chris talk. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny
1: because on a on a character level, I I I I. Kind of seen some of the things that people were complaining about, but I, I never really it never really bothered me that much. One thing I did, however, though, was watching watching the first level. I, it was or first level, <laughs> the first <laughs> level episode, one, <laughs> the first episode. I I I was already kind of picking out characters that I thought that I was going to love, and. I Ruby from the get go grabbed me and she she just was She's not going to let go. She She's was bestie. <laughs> she absolutely was not going to let go. Um but Johan popping in and I was like I I I want to see more of her and it took forever to get around to her and it was driving me nuts. But I want to say out of out of everything what Andrew was mentioning he kind of did an overpass of the third years and how how, how did you put it? That they, they had a really good story. <laughs> the, the third years were kind of these characters that I was like, well, that I know, you know, they're going to be a part of the cast at, at some point, but I, you're not sure how they were going to be dra- dragged in. You had a feeling, okay, this character is going to kind of drag this character in. But the other two, I didn't see how they were going to get in, but one thing is for sure, I there has there I've never had a character go from literally um kind of the bottom well, I guess there was kind of there's been kind of characters that have done that, but this this show a character who went literally from kind of the bottom of the cast, I had no interest in her to literally uh, edging right next to Ruby. I she even passed Johan which uh, Johan is absolutely just entertaining every time to me on she's on the screen. I I found her very entertaining, but Mari I uh, absolutely stole my heart right next to Ruby and I I don't know how to put it. She just well, you had put it this way. Hug. Hugs <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> no, that's actually Kana. Conan was yeah, that was great. I I I love I, Kanan's voice though. Very unique for this type of show, and I, I I absolutely love her voice. I I liked I
1: liked her her kind of charisma of it's joke. It, you know, me and Andrew would make the make the comment here and there, but she was really not that big of a deal. But oh man, when their drama just hit full full tilt, I was I was nearly in tears. I loved it. It just. This show absolutely I I don't wanna say it's surpassed a love life, but it is very mm. close. I love it. It I think it did really great. All said and done.
0: Yeah, I think if if I had to put it, I, I I would put Love Live the original was was definitely a lot better. But of course, we had twenty four episodes to work or twenty six episodes yeah, to work. Exactly, with it. So I'm, and I'm sure this is I, I think that I think that
1: when all said that, and done, I think they do
0: their own things though.
1: Exactly, it, when all said and done, uh, that those drama points by far were, in my opinion, better than the first season. The first season, I don't think ever tried for those kind right, of drama right, right,
0: points. right, right. I, I I cannot stress how much the the third year's story was so much more emotional than the original, and, mm-hmm. and I think we kind of acknowledged that when we reviewed the original Love Live. Was that it wasn't really trying to hit too many really heavy drama beats. It was there, but it was really always trying to make you smile constantly. Mm-hmm. This one is willing to make you kind of get teary eyed and cry. So no, know no, I it wasn't like the drama points were. Se- how do how do I put it? It wasn't. But even then, it was only really in the third years that was really that emotional. Yeah. because that one was really bad. <laughs> that was really really ter- tear jerky. Uh, yeah,
1: and, and tear jerking is kind of the best way to put it. It didn't didn't ever get to the point where it was just flat out sad. Right. It just was very very. It's still a very heartwarming show. I just I want to make the point that that drama point. It really to me just it pulled it right on out and was so well done in my opinion.
0: And I, I think the uh, I, I do want to acknowledge as as much as I say that they 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 did it for a purpose and everything. I will acknowledge that yes, technically the whole our schools closing thing is kind of rip off. I will really acknowledge the idea that basically the entire cast in some way are love childs of the original ones. Like you could you could breed two characters from the first season and it became Chica. You could breed two characters and they became Yoshiko or whatever. That's fine and I acknowledge that, but it doesn't make the characters any less entertaining. It doesn't make them any less more enjoyable to be to watch and do their goofy things. So it it did not break it. Yeah, at the first episodes I was I was constantly stuck on that. but by the end of the show I'm 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 fine that they there they are. they are their own characters. They did enough to set themselves apart um, just like any trope in it or any archetypes in any show, it's about what they do with the character past the archetype that makes them what they are and as this show pulled that off so it, it's fine in that regard um but yeah i i'm i'm excited to see where they go from here i like the idea that they they kind of laid out the idea of it's not yeah you can technically make the case that the original love Live characters had it easy and that's really because that was the birth of the school idol and i like that the idea that technically the original love live is the birth of the love live, uh, the school idol. And it's not that big of a competition. Whereas this one is acknowledging the idea that now that it's so popular because of what's happened in the previous season, now you have to figure out a way of making yourself set yourself uh, set yourself apart from the crowd. That is, everybody wants to do uh, the school idol thing now. So, what are you going to do that make you yourself so special? And I think that's really going to be cool going into another season. So, I'm excited for that. Um, absolutely I didn't really care much loved, for the ending though. Absolutely loved the last the last uh concert (laughs) i like how i just said i didn't really like the ending and you're like i like the last concert (laughs) i loved it i thought it was great i i i love what they were doing but at the same time my entire thought process that entire thing is going are they really letting them do this on the stage (laughs) i don't really see this love life concert idol thing just sitting here watching these characters stand around and talk so yeah it was cute, but at the same time, it was a little cheesy in that regard. But I'm, I it's think fine. it was fine being cheesy. <laughs>
1: it was so cheesy.
0: Um, and they had Ria Kojima in there apparently as uh, as uh, Chika's mom, and I totally did not hear Ria Kojima out of that voice. I so think she's I, hiding it better. She must have because <laughs> I, I, the entire I, I time watching, I
1: was trying to get I, it. I was watching. Well, we'll get into. I'll get into it when we get into René. There was a character that was randomly introduced and totally missed it the first episode the second episode stood out like a sore thumb <laughs>
0: well the thing for me it was that if i didn't know before we watched that episode that it was ria kojima i would not at all know it was her because it was like she was on she had the mother voice going on and i was going yeah maybe i'm just trying to hear shauna and technically Shauna's not a mom voice and so it basically said okay look i can do something else but apparently that's a, that's a thing with Love Live. I've never actually noticed that. But apparently all the moms are well-known voice actresses and stuff. So, that's cool. Yeah, that's Love Live Sunshine. Let's move on to Rene. And then Andrew can stop talking after he introduces everything. This is uh, Rene Season 2. Uh, or Kyokai no Rene Second Season uh, this one is on its third, or no, this one's on its second season, uh, ran for 25 episodes, was streamed on Funimation. So you now are officially at 50 episodes of René, Chris. Yes. <laughs> it was done by Studio Brains Base. Uh, it's based off a of manga that's written by the same mangaka, Rumiko Takahashi, who did uh, Inuyasha and, and, and Ranma and Urasai uh, Yatsura. So, yeah. So, Chris, how how is is René season two? In more than two sentences. I also, I guess technically also I can uh, introduce the idea that technically it's about this girl named Sakura who at some point is able to see yokai and a Shinagami sense. She, I can think she was able to originally... Skirts. And she just happened to meet Renee at some point. I remember some something point. where she, at some point as a child, ended up in this yeah. kind of afterworld. And I think she, she was said going, after that she was able to see him? She was able to see him. Right. Okay. So, and, that, that's um, the opening. So, it's about basically this guy is called Renee. Renee. And he is a... she.
1: Uh, a, uh, He's a Shinigami. Uh, she's a just regular human uh, who happened to had been... Started to be escorted to or got into the yokai world accidentally and was starting to walk towards um the big wheel in the sky
0: I, that was like an episode three that was in episode one yeah i guess gonna be an episode one but not, i'm <laughs> just saying that i i remember in her uh, her current age she went to go and almost went into the wheel i didn't know that she did that in the first episode or that went her past yeah that was in her past
1: that's how she ended up being able to see the the she did in her copy. past
0: and in her 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 teenage years yeah because she did twice that's
1: that's that's i that is technically (laughs) spoiler i can't explain that part um (laughs) because it does go into why she was tricked and all that stuff um one of the cool things about this show is there i it's not it's not inuyasha in in it's because the the interesting thing about uh rumio rumiko takahashi is that she has this ability to write very intricate worlds. And one of the things that I do find that is very charming about this show is that it has a lot of quirky stuff about it that is just well thought out and interesting. Um, The the love interest between the two characters is kind of her style that they will never, ever, ever actually acknowledge that they (laughs) like each other to each other they are always does he really like me and he's always does she really like me (laughs) and they're always thinking about that everybody else is interested in them but nobody (laughs) can actually get anybody that is her style and but what is really interesting is the fact that what what i like about this show is that it's it's almost like the shonen uh we talked about the shonen's uh kind of is this i this idea of a world that just has so many things that you want to explore, and then just interesting characters that are likable, and you want to see them explore the world, and that is what this is. But for girls, and it that's what's really kind of cool about the way that she and and I say for girls as a a shojo uh, style style. It's not necessarily that it is. Only girls can enjoy it. Obviously, I'm a guy. I'm enjoying it just fine. Um, but he hated 91 Days. I hated 91 Days. <laughs> no, it, it, it's it's just really interesting, the fact that she has this ability to have this charming world that you really, really want to see. And yeah, I get... I It was funny that Andrew pointed out, I think was it was in the mid-season or somewhere along there, you had mentioned the idea of one thing that kind of really turned me off was this whole money thing. Money thing is and just apparently like... Apparently
0: that never goes away. Based it doesn't off the reviews go away.
1: <laughs> but see, it, the funny thing is, is it's it's just kind of a consequence of the part that I th- I think is just really charming about this world. Um, it's constantly talking about this thing costs this much. Why? I don't know, because it has to have a price tag. <laughs> Who cares? And it just, that is part of the world that is being written here. And, and it's just, like I said, it's all very charming. The, the, the characters I, I especially love, this is a huge diverse cast. I mean, you get, you, once you get into, there's the, the devil character. There's the, um, the <laughs> grandma, um, the, uh, the, the, certain characters other family members do end, end up showing up and if their storyline is kind of spoilery and it, it all goes into that and as all this is fleshed out more and more characters are, are introduced but it never feels overwhelming with the character or the cast and that's that's one thing that i do truly love honestly 50 episodes i've probably gotten maybe uh 20 characters at best over the course of the 20 of the 50 episodes I've never felt overwhelmed I've always felt just okay this is another interesting character what's their little quirk let's go into it and it's just a lot of fun I've had just a blast watching it I don't think it's one of the bestest shows ever it's just it's just been a very entertaining very fun show if you have any love for any of her other shows I think You'll feel right at home once you get going on this show.
0: Every time I think of re jumping into this one, I think, "Oh yeah, it's fifty episodes, and it's continuing in spring twenty seventeen for another twenty five episodes, probably." Um, I think I I want to go watch Rama one half instead. (laughs) That's my always issue. It's like, do I want to watch that or do I want to watch Rama one half again? Yeah. Well, I mean, investment. I'll probably jump into it once I finish the uh, getting caught up on uh, Natsumi Book of Friends.
1: I think I, I really need to get on to that one. Oh <laughs> gosh.
0: Um, I was that thinking about show is and I agree. Somebody was talking with the with the uh, they were doing a preview for for the, the next season. They were saying how depressing technically Natsumi's Book of Friends is and how you cannot binge watch that show and I'm binge watching it right now and I'm like, I agree, every episode literally kicks you in the stomach. Like it's not it's it, it's always bittersweet. It's always bittersweet and it's always and i'm totally just jumping this in the middle <laughs> so of i
1: i i do think that this is very much i mean i uh, i i would have no problems going hey andrew hurry up and catch up i i, I yeah, it's it, a lot i of think fun. it was like
0: at episode 45 he's he's like they they did something and i'm like no <laughs> i'm not watching any <laughs> episode because they did something <laughs> i
1: it it is it is i have had a lot of fun watching this show and And it's one of those things, it's like, I want to say, go and watch it. But at the same time, like Andrew was saying, 50 episodes is a huge chunk. But I think that if you kind of were turned off on the first episode, I think that, I don't want to say it's misleading, because it never does get misleading in any way. Once you get through the first few episodes, you'll understand, okay, I get it. I just, I get it. And, And it just... From that point on, you just go. And it, it it's not... It does feel like her other stories, and yet it still has its own charm, its own thing, its own shine to it.
0: Yeah. Um, our last one we have is The Heroic Legend of Arslan, Dust Storm Dance. This is Arslan Senki Fujin Rambu, or the second season of The Heroic Legend of Arslan, the new series. Uh, we watched the original series, what was it, like a year ago? Was the original Heroic Legend of Arslan? Probably. And then is. they go, hey, here's eight more episodes. <laughs> not really a full season. Um, so this one we kind of knocked out pretty early on in the season. And hopefully I remember most of the stuff. Um, but yeah, I ran for eight episodes. The first season was 25 episodes. So now we're at 33 with, with the Heroic Legend of Arslan. And I think it, it's catching up with the manga. And I think that's the reason why they're cutting it so short. I think that they're going to be waiting for the writing to reach the next point of the story before we get the final conclusion, which it seems like that's what they're going for with this, this show. If you don't know what Rogue Legend Arslan is, it's basically, uh, it follows Arslan. He is the prince of the Pars Kingdom, and at some point, the Parse Kingdom is overthrown. Arslan is kind of thrown out, and it follows his adventures as he tries to reclaim the throne, basically, by gathering forces to come back and claim... Uh, parse back from whoever's in in within it, um, but yeah the the first the first season I enjoyed it. It was really cool world setting. Uh, it was doing some cool stuff with the characters, but I think my issue with the this eight episode uh, duststorm dance kind of storyline bit was for one it was really difficult to remember what the hell everybody was um i was really confused right at the back because it showed pretty much here's guys at the door they're trying to attack arslan who they're currently in a keep they have uh taken uh stance in um this other group kind of rushes in from the side and attacks them and i'm going i'm forgetting who all these people are um i had difficulty getting back into the story was really my issue it was interesting in the idea that you had somebody show up and it almost had a case where Arslan was kind of thrown back in the dirt, like all the progression you've done, he loses it and he pretty much becomes isolated. And then it becomes a thing of who really is falling Arslan and who really is uh, going to keep their, their, line, their, uh, their loyalty to him. And that was really cool. And it kind of went back to the whole thing of, okay, now he has to gather more people again. Uh, to go back in his original idea, which was to fight uh, fight to reclaim Parse. I, For the most part, it wasn't a very interesting season. Outside of him being thrown to the dirt again, outside of the characters uh, following him faithfully, that stuff was kind of cool. Um, I liked it at the very end. You kind of have that ramp up to finally, okay, finally we're going to go do this. Um, getting Silver Mask backstory and somebody that he was uh, uh, affiliated with, that was cool. I loved seeing the Silvermask backstory finally. I enjoyed that bit, but for the rest of it, it wasn't all that interesting. Et, 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 we finally got some et- Eto'i, that was kind of cool. Um, her kind of showing uh, something happening on the the invader side of the parse, that was cool. Um, but for the most part, besides those kind of three bits of good elements, the eight episodes overall was not as engaging as I enjoyed with the first season. So,
1: yeah, I'd be pretty much uh, repeating exactly what Andrew said here. Uh, I, I, I did find myself just kind of going through the motions with this show. Um, yeah, there was some things that I was interested in seeing, but the rest of it was kind of like, okay. <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah I right. am interested to see what's going on next though it it, it did end off on a very interesting point
0: agree yeah it was it's ramping up to the <laughs> big battle getting to that something that I'm really interested in so yeah something we've been waiting for for 20, or 23 33 episodes <laughs> 33 episodes that is really the interesting element that is been building up for this entire time um but yeah it, it it's hard to talk about this because one we're at least 26 episodes in story spoilers. Um, and at the same time it's eight episodes and at the same time not much interesting happens so that, take that for we will um go check out our other reviews for the other seasons i think we i think i really enjoyed the first season or the first core the second core was a little bit got stuck in something that was kind of dumb um but important at the same time and this one was kind of another one where you had a couple of really interesting beats in there but overall it struggled in certain regards i think it had some issues with visuals it wasn't too bad um it's the usual cg uh horse riding people which is kind of annoying but i know that shows like uh was that the show that we watched this season did the cg a lot better with the combatants, so i know that they can do it better um it's just unfortunate they they choose it to do it the way they do it uh, other suggestions for, of course, warnings. It's war violence, so keep that in mind. People getting stabbed, sliced, all that kind of good jazz. Anytime Darium shows up, people are going to get cut in half because he's that epic. Because Darium. Darium. <laughs> Darium is still best guy, so what, what can you say? Um, even though Eve was like disappeared the entire time, usually it's Gieve, but we'll, we'll take Darium. Uh, but yeah, uh, suggestions. Marksman of Um That one is another one that's in the same vein. Um, I had my issues with it and that can definitely be said there, but Marksman and Venatus did kind of a similar thing, and it was a pretty interesting world. I would kind of like to see more of it. Yep. Uh, I know people probably say just go read the book, but Spice and Wolf, sorry. Um, <laughs> Yana of the Dawn is another one you can check out. Same premise, the idea of uh, somebody being uh, the next in line for the throne, getting thrown out onto the dirt and having to build up an army in order to reclaim their throne uh snow white with red hair is kind of in the same setting uh doesn't have the same premise to it um excellent series and you should go watch it um and my last one i have on here is berserk because i just recently watched berserk and so it's on my mind but it's kind of it's in the same setting but a lot more violent
1: <laughs> um how about
0: this show this season it was on the suggestion list on miles so yeah i guess you're gonna suggest that one uh um, alderman of the sky alderman of the sky Uh, That one's kind of going into the realm of they're just getting uh, guns and stuff, but it is in a a similar setting. So yeah, I can can go with that. It was definitely a cool show. Even though I didn't like the ending. It had a a very go-read-the-manga ending. (laughs) yeah, that's uh, The Procure Legend of Arslan, Dust Storm Dance. That's the last show that we have. We're just short of our usual hour and 42 minutes if we don't have a spoiler segment. Are we doing a spoiler segment? I don't really have anything here. (laughs) (laughs) Don't
1: have anything in here to talk about.
0: Nothing really spoilery to talk about. Um, I guess we could talk about how cute the tails were in 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 Show by Rock. Well, Retory has this really adorable kind of fluffy (laughs) spoilers. (laughs) That's for the spoiler segment. Um, yeah, the only thing I really think of is talking about 91 Days, but really nothing there to discuss besides the cliff the the, the, the double crosses and junk <laughs> uh, but we can talk about that in the, the thread it's not too much information there we hope you guys enjoyed uh, this again this is our second part of our summer 2016 anime season reviews uh, stay tuned for two more reviews uh, segments so you can look for another 14 to 16 shows that we're going to talk about so there's plenty still to come um, and then we can jump right into our first impressions for the next season so it keeps going and going and going We hope you guys enjoyed, and we thank you for listening, and thank, as always, our patron supporters who continue to support us, even though we're stupid and we do dumb things that make people angry every now and then. They still support us because I think they like us or something. We like them. So it's all good. Well, they are friends. Yeah. Go check us out at TalkYourSpirit.com, where you can meet those friends in the forum link at the top there. A lot of those people that are in the forums up there that are great people, our great community, are those patron supporters. And so we like to acknowledge them there. Definitely go in there talk with them. They're friendly people. They welcome you with open arms. Like most of the time somebody registers and posts in the introductions. And by the time I get a chance to check it out, there's like 15 pages of replies. So awesome. Yep. Hope you guys enjoyed. And you all take care. Peace.